What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Nerd Plate Podcast. Damn, I'm loud as fuck. Never mind. <laughs> Shit. I am the living lightning rod, Leroy Ketchum, here today to explain y'all some shit that's going to improve your life. But sadly, Rockman is not with me today. He had some family things to take care of, you know, a lot of stress from moving, so he probably need a break from my crazy ass. So, I went out and got somebody else. Introduce yourself, sir. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point from Conversation Con Artist Podcast. Ooh. Damn, what y'all be talking about over there? Man, we, let's see, we got a bit of social justice. Ooh. What do we want? Bigger doors. Where do we want them? Weed stores. Mixed with a hint of ratchetness. OMG, what do she have on? She ratchet. And a shitload of randomness. Hey. The clouds are nothing but ultimate evil. They want to be the dominant species on the planet, and they'll destroy us all to make it happen. Destroy us all. Destroy us all. Destroy us all. Hit a hint of ratchetness. I mean, maybe the ratchetness is it's a, a bit higher, higher than the social justice shit. It's, it's, it's a little higher, bro. It's there. Damn, man. Oh, shout out to um, Calamity Red. Uh, I would like to have you here, but everybody got family problems. Just know all this fucking with you is going to have to wait till another time. If you listen to this, if you don't, I'm, I, please believe it's coming. It's coming. Um, go ahead, do your little social media drop shit, cause you know they follow you probably before they follow me. Hey, look, if y'all just looking for another podcast to check out, come to Conversation Con Artist Podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mister M I S T E R underscore on point, and uh, at Convo Con Artist for Twitter for the podcast Twitter. All right, well. Listen, I need to let y'all know something about me starting off, okay? <laughs> it's gonna get real fucking weird. I'm I'm a social justice as warrior, right? He's a warrior. I don't like the term social justice warrior because they done made that bad now. Oh uh, well, okay. Uh, but I'm a social justice advocate. You know what I'm saying? So I feel you. don't get me wrong. Power to the people. <laughs> if some of this dialogue on my end tr- trickle over into the darkness, I'll be back. We coming back. We just there for a minute. <laughs> We coming back. Just a pit stop. So it's going to get real damn dark. It can. I don't know. I just don't know where the topics in my brain going to take me until I'm there. Hey, I don't give a damn. It's like getting a bag put over your head and then it get pulled off and you be like, what is, where am I at? <laughs> <laughs> so for the appetizers, I don't, what you what you like to eat for appetizers? What's your favorite appetizer? My favorite appetizer? At any restaurant. It got to have meat. I mean, I know that. Me too. Yeah, I'm a carnivore. I mean, I'm just saying they be having fried pickles and cheese sticks. And I know. Potato skins. I don't want that shit. Give I always go for the boneless wings. That's one. Give me wings with the bone, though. Yeah. I'll take boneless if it's, if it's meat, so I'm if, game. So if you get the boneless wings as an appetizer, can you get them as a meal, too? And then you don't look like a fat ass? Because I would totally do that. I think you have to skip the appetizer and just get the <laughs> just get the regular the dinner with the wings. Yeah, shit, that's that'll work for me. I like the way you think, boy. I don't know <laughs> but why you Rock- get double now. You get you get a big order though. Hell yeah. yeah, I don't know why man be calling us vegan and shit. I don't appreciate that. Vegan? I, Who he calling vegan? Not me. I look not to sound gay as hell. I like meat. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know plenty of niggas out there will say you know oh Leroy on that gay shit. No. Bastard, you like meats? I, yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. I like. Shut up. Fuck it. Uh, vegans look vegan. My mom's a vegan. 
Your mama's a vegan. Why is your mama a vegan? I don't fucking know. How long has she been a vegan? Better part of two years now. Better part of two. I just don't understand why we choose to be a vegan over a vegetarian. She started out as a vegetarian. Why vegan? I just don't know why vegan. I don't know. She See, loved animals. I don't know. I guess. I can't fathom why. See, when I was growing up, she didn't eat pork. And I could understand why she don't eat pork. Not religious, but our family has a history of very high, you know, cholesterol and shit attached to pork. So she was like, I'm not going to be like my parents and all that other stuff. So she didn't eat pork. My dad loves pork. And they've been eating pig feet and all that shit for 78 years, 79 years. When I was in high school, she stopped eating beef. Then she stopped eating chicken. Then she stopped eating fish. So that's when she was a vegetarian when I was in college. Now she's vegan. So it's all beans and lactate and tofu and all that nonsense. The sheer number of choices you don't have anymore after you become Apparently, whatever. The lie that she told me was you can get told you can get certain stuff and it tastes just like the stuff you always had. They that's because they convinced themselves. That's that. a lie. Cause she gave me a damn meatball that she swore wasn't meat, but it tasted like it tasted like meat to me. Now I will say that. They might be sneaking some shit in that food that make it taste edible. I'll put it that way. But I can't eat vegan shit. But see, to me, that's how psychologically embedded meat is in our society. Because... Meat's the shit. But the thing is, meat is so necessary that they got to figure out ways to make make shit taste taste like like meat. meat. I know. The same for turkey bacon. Like Turkey bacon is a sin. why Why don't you just call it turkey strips? It is good, though. I will say, damn... I used to not like turkey bacon, but now I like turkey bacon. But it's turkey. Well, turkey bacon is better than tofu bacon. Damn, skip it. <laughs> turkey is like the white people of food, cause it's 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 white. It doesn't really have much of taste. It's good for you, probably. Yeah, it's <laughs> <just> bland. <laughs> it's just bland. Like I'm like, why y'all start killing turkeys outside of Thanksgiving to get some bacon? <laughs> just eat it from a pig, pig or don't pig. eat it. Well, some people have problems with pigs because pigs eat everything. That is a filthy animal, you know. Listen, man. <laughs> I don't care if a pig done marinated in mud and shit his whole life. When you cut out them guts, it's delicious. It is. <laughs> I will fucking say that. <laughs> Give me some ribs any damn day. Speaking of which, when they time we barbecue and cut? I was going to barbecue this weekend, but the rain came through. Damn! So Fuck, when you going to be available for some, some ribs? Shit. You got life going on. Give me two weeks. Two weeks. Give me two weeks. Give me some ribs. Two weeks. I like to come back from Disney World into some ribs. You okay, me? we can do that. We in the game. That's not like a plan. Ooh, no, nah, y'all can't come. <laughs> this is this is strictly uh, friends and podcasters only, <laughs> and friends first, not podcasters. But hey, shit, anyway, I digress. <sighs> first appetizer on the on the menu: Black Panther. Did that shit again and made a billion damn dollars. And now is what? What is that? Tenth, tenth on the highest grossing movies of all time list. Oh, just did you think this shit was gonna be that big? I knew it was gonna be big. I didn't. One because it's about the eighteenth and nineteenth movie in a whole series of movies. But not only that, it's a critical movie in the context of what's about to happen in Infinity War. True. So if you already keeping up with Marvel, Marvel heads gonna watch it. It ain't got nothing to do with. Black folks, but then when you add the black component, you add niggas in there. Whew, we come by the barrel. But you got space for African American black. Then you got space for African. 
True. So you looking around the whole world, and I th- thought it was gonna be big. I ain't know it was gonna be doing these kind of numbers this fast. And it looked like it's gonna keep going up since it, they just released it in China. That's all it can do. Ooh, can't go nowhere but up. I watched a video though that asked the question that like it asked racially related questions about Black Panther to Koreans. It asked them if they expected it to be like this because you know that scene was filmed in Korea. Which one? Oh, you know, the, yeah, the, the market scene. Right before they went to the club. Yeah, they, they was out there. True. They asked a couple of questions. They asked, how was Lupita's Korean? And they was like, it was not good, but it was better than the, the lady that played the Korean lady. Damn. Yeah. He <laughs> said it's clear that they found an American Korean that wasn't up to her Korean. So, like, everybody okay. in the theater just bust out laughing during that scene. Okay. But they also asked... Does it, does it change like the perception of black? And for a lot of them in that interview, it did. It's like... Anything positive is a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's positive because y'all just have to watch watch the interview, man. It, it was Damn. interesting to see the perspective from a different country because there's a lot of racism over there as I it know. pertains to black. Now, if you visit Asian countries, you might get a little press like you might uh, be a celebrity. You, they'd be scared of you. They would be. No, they think I'm Mark Henry or something. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna think I'm a, some kind of big oh, chubby celebrity. Big black man. Oh. Anthony Anderson, Rick oh, Ross. Damn. Somebody chubby. <laughs> somebody. Somebody big as shit with a beard. They damn. gonna think that's who I am. That's fine. Damn. If you live over there, then you experience a lot of racism. Oh. Damn. If you live over here, you experience a lot of racism. So. We ain't safe no fucking way. But at least it's a group effort over here. <laughs> over there, like, <laughs> you the true. only person on the bus. It's like, oh, shit. You get to back a bus by self. <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly. I ain't got nobody to reach out to. Nobody's here struggling with me. Exactly. No. You experience it by yourself. Damn. I guess taking racism is a lot easier when it's more than one. Misery loves company. Damn. Exactly. Like it made me, that just made me a little bit more okay with racism. <laughs> At least in America, exactly. At like least my friends can experience it too. I hate to experience this stuff by myself. Oh hell yeah, I'd be scared of shit. I mean, that's isolated moments where you gotta experience it by yourself. Don't get me wrong, right. but I don't want to not be able to go talk to somebody about it. <laughs> in Korea, you just by your goddamn self. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. At least they like niggas enough to watch them on TV. <laughs> Especially super niggas, apparently. Damn, a billion damn dollars. I bet by the, I bet by the next week it's gonna be more. It's gotta be. It, it, it ain't gonna stop. I bet it be uh, probably one point five. I bet. I bet. I'm not one hundred percent. I sure. want this movie to break all kinds of records. It already broke some. It broke some. I wanted to. I wanted to to the point of no return. Bro, did you? Okay, my dad wanted to go. My dad hasn't been to a movie since. I don't think my dad's ever been to the movies. My dad's 79 years old, so think about like 1938 when he was born, there wasn't no damn movies, and he saw movies come out, and my mom said she was going to see Black Panther, he's like, what time? <laughs> the last time my mom wanted my dad to go to the movies, um, it was the Nelson Mandela story, and his logic for not going was, shit, I saw it happen in real life. <laughs> to which I was like, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, exactly. you know, he doesn't need to see this shit again with bad actors, he saw it happen for real. But this movie had it had to have done something to the black community to make old black people want to go, who would have no idea what the comic book character is. It definitely did, man. It look it's, in our society we've been placed under this microscope. 
this group microscope. True. And I think that's the that's the phenomenon where when we hear some shit news happen and we don't know the race of the person, we all be, we like, all be like, oh, I hope it ain't black. <laughs> like the DC snipers, like, I hope he's not black. Oh, shit, he is black. God damn it. See, I don't think that's something white people experience. They haven't been placed under a microscope of True. shit and they get to live a life as an individual True. versus the scrutiny that we've been under where we got to live life as a group. You know, so I think as a group, being able to see some positive shit regarding black people. The only shit we get to see is fucking the color purples and the butlers and, and shit where black people are not meant to be black. They just playing a role, they playing but their blackness don't exist in the context of that, you know? True. So this is fully a fully positive experience that goes into our heritage, that goes into the dynamics of African versus African American. You know, because that that specific dynamic between Killmonger and Black Panther True. definitely went into the side of people who have a connection to that heritage but don't have a current understanding of what it is and what it means mm-hmm. and versus a group who is deeply embedded in that culture yeah, and they look. try to keep outsiders out even if they do have some kind of past connection to it. True. You know? Damn. So I think that put us in a, in a situation where Damn. we connected to that movie. Whether we like it or not. I connected to that movie. I don't want to go to Africa though. I'm gonna go to Africa. Okay, malaria. shit, I'm good. I, bro, people be telling me I'm a bad person because I don't want to go to Africa. I, fuck Africa. I don't. <laughs> America might be racist as shit, but you know, I can get a I can get a hamburger right there instead of having to go kill something for it. And there are good parts of Africa. I know I'm being <laughs> ignorant on purpose. They have Wi-Fi. They have water and all that shit, but they didn't got it over here. So my college roommate. Was half African. Oh, not the one you got now. No, I'm about to no, say no. he cool as fuck. <laughs> no, my college roommate was uh, from Africa. Not from Africa, but his dad is from Africa. His mama's white. He had like 17 brothers and sisters. Damn. A lot of them. They ain't do nothing but fuck. Oh, um, when he went to Africa, he got malaria. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, the first time, yes. God damn, he said that shit was not fun. But he also said, like, he said the the police over there is rough. He said, like, well, yeah, they will they'll take you in an alley and ask you what you got for you to get out of trouble. Oh my god, and take your shit, and then you don't get in trouble, but your shit gone now. Yeah, you know. So I rather deal with the racism that I understand yeah, I'd rather a society deal with and a culture I know. When you going bored to give me all your shit. Exactly. I would definitely take, you know, the white man. But so I don't like that whole motherland dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand the motherland is where our roots start, but this is my motherland. This exactly. is where my ancestors died. My grandma and my granddad is buried in these girls. I was born in fucking Alabama. <laughs> and I'm ashamed to say that sometimes, but I'm born in Alabama. Roll tied to some, more even the most. Too many motherfuckers died over here for me to say I want to leave this place. There you go. You know what I'm saying? I understand. I would like a greater cultural understanding of my roots. I would do it ancestry.com if they didn't own your DNA. When you do it, they own mine. (laughs) Most niggas don't believe me when I tell them I'm mostly African, but hey, look at me. It's hilarious. I know. Damn, where the fuck is it? Bitch ass. There we go. Yep. See? Africa. Ghana. Mm-hmm. You got some. You got a great, good deal of Great Britain, Amen. but we got Cameroon, hey, we Nigeria. About I got some Irish. I got one red facial hair that grows randomly when it get ready. Hey, and I think that's that from my Irish heritage. No, I don't know. 
But hell. Ancestry.com on me. I don't give a shit. Man. I didn't even pay for it, so I don't feel no kind of way about it. That's what's up. Damn. I mean, yeah. I'd like to know what part of Africa my people come from and, and learn more about that culture, but I ain't moving to Africa. I ain't going to Africa. I'm not leaving America. I'll visit. Yeah, so I'll like, visit like a lot of places too. Like a week, maybe mm, three days. <laughs> three and a half. Bro, I have to research a lot more about Africa before I go over Africa, yeah. man. I'm not just going to be like, hey, you want to go to Africa? <laughs> no. <laughs> Where? Because if it's any place with child soldiers, exactly. gold AK-47s, I ain't, I ain't trying to get robbed. You know, I saw Beasts of No Nation. That shit wasn't a good <laughs> It wasn't a happy fucking movie. It was a good movie. But it's not something I want to go to. What? What? Ain't no happy African movie. Exactly. You know Africa got their version of Bollywood. I'm sure the fuck over they do. There. Like, oh, yeah. have you silly seen, ass. Have you seen like the African Avengers? I saw a clip from it. That's, yeah. African Spider-Man. That like, shit's bananas. <laughs> and I don't mean that to call them monkeys. That shit's ban- <laughs> retarded bananas. Like, what the fuck? That, see, that's why I like white people. Because they can make <laughs> movies with good stuff in them. Imagine the limitations they making their movies with. Exactly. They make a movie with a hundred dollar budget. Exactly. They got to get all their family to play the role so hey, nobody can't act. Hey, damn, exactly. And we got a hundred million dollars and we got motherfuckers who ain't never heard of each other before. Well, a big part of supporting black, I think, is because black has always been subjugated to being able to be a part of the commerce industry. True. You know, and we consistently give up. Like, they, they got... These uh, graphics where that lets you know how long the dollar lasts in each community. Mm-hmm. The dollar lasts in the Jewish community for the longest. Oh, hell yeah. You know, it lasts for like months, months in the Jewish community. In the Asian community, it lasts for, you know, a high level of weeks. In the white community, it lasts for a couple of weeks. In the black community, it lasts minutes. <laughs> Damn. I mean, but a big part of that is because a lot of the, a lot of blacks, uh, black business is services. It's not infrastructure. True. So it's always going to look like that until, until until we do better. Yeah. Well, until black people start being able to own telecommunications, True. until black people start being able to own uh, TV and radio, until mm-hmm. black people start being able to own banks like and shit. banks and universities and stuff. Until other than then, damn football team or something like that. Yeah. Like ain't even no f- black football owners. It ain't gonna make no difference in society if you go get your nails done by a black black Maybe person or a white. That's, yeah. That's just a service. It, yeah. it don't make that big of a difference. We got much more inherent problems to deal with than just finding black skin to buy shit from. Damn, skipping. Damn. See, this is the kind of shit we gonna get into. <laughs> so, if you don't like this kind of talk, turn this off now. I'm just kidding. Don't turn this off now. You need. Yeah, to we get into the video game. You need to hear this. But yeah, but another Black Panther peak blackness, as Roy Wood Jr. would call it. Um, uh, Rockman, this is for you. Don't say I ain't never give you shit. Uh, Nintendo Direct happened. Um, a new Mario Tennis was announced. Um, Pikachu Detective is coming out for the Switch. A new Yoshi game, a new Fire Emblem game, and more importantly to me, Super Smash Bros. Which means I can further give him these hands, as I so delicately put it. <laughs> which means you're gonna need to get a Switch. I have a Switch. You got a Switch. That's right. You play Mario Galaxy. Yeah. First time I came to spot. Okay. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I, do you even like Nintendo? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I haven't seen anything Nintendo. Nintendo is, a, I mean, Nintendo is a kid system. I, I buy it, it for exclusives. I know. And the only exclusive You're that I care about. the rational one here. This ain't him. And I don't really play Zelda. So the only exclusive I would buy for is Smash Brothers. Um, maybe Mario Kart. 
Oh, Mario but Kart Mario Kart ain't enough. I buy for Smash Bros. You should, well, no, nah, you should play Zelda because we go, we're talking about Sea of Thieves. It's, it's pretty big. I have to get. I have to go too far into the story. I'm not invested. I'm not interested in playing a game that, that's going to have a bunch of shit in it that I don't know what it is. You see that book? I see that's, Zelda Arts and Artifacts. That's that's how thick the story is, and that's not even all of it. I'm not getting into no new shit with I that think, rich I, over history. I feel you. Just <laughs> wait till the end. Like I tell everybody else, wait till the shit end, and then just play because then they can't add nothing to it, and you can get everything. What is Nintendo Direct? I have no idea. It's like um, it's like the E three, but it's Nintendo only. So let me tell you something that I saw. I don't know what the fuck it is. It was cardboard cutouts. Yeah, it's called Nintendo Labo. What the fuck is that? Okay, basically Nintendo is gonna sell you a cardboard box for eighty dollars. You can cut it out and you put your Switch in there, and you can move. It around. I feel like that's some disrespectful ass shit. We have told him, but he's still going to buy it. I ain't, I ain't whatever I ain't, you spend your money on, that's fine. I just feel like it's disrespectful to a fan base. I feel like you owe people at least something that looked like it took some kind of financial. <laughs> More than 15 minutes? Yeah. I mean, hey man. He is, he claims to have the end on his chest. Which scares the shit out of me, but he supports Nintendo to death. I am a realist. I don't support anything to death. I don't care. I don't like Microsoft that damn much. I don't like Sony. But I mean, hey, it's it's weird. You can I'm, you can make different shit too. Like you can make a robot. You can make a fishing pole. <laughs> it's like there's an intersection where where is these two places meet. All right. The first place is how much money can we make off of People who will buy this cardboard mm-hmm. versus how much do we want to fuck people? Yeah, the people that support our shit. Pretty hard and pretty a lot. A lot. Exactly. <laughs> it's gonna meet somewhere. At the cornucopia of there is where you get fucked the most. Just, when you when you order your, when you get your cardboard and you waste water on it, and now you gotta pay eighty more dollars. <laughs> I mean, don't leave that shit in the rain. Or your dog pee on it. Don't get no dog. I mean, <laughs> hey man. It's, it's supposed to be I, coming out what, in November? I don't know. But I need the illusion of effort put there, into something that was created. There was none. I will let you know. Combines the ma- Nintendo Labo combines the magic of the Nintendo Switch with the, <laughs> the magic of do-it-yourself and fun and creations. Yeah. Mm, nah. That's how you know this shit for 12 years and under. They had... Oh, they added another kit. No. Two kids. One is 69 and one is 79. Only people that don't have a concept of money will enjoy this. If you know how much this costs, it's not fun. It, not to fuck it's me. It's just disrespectful to it, me, but you know. It's very disrespectful. It's I told mean. him that. Maybe you as a damn therapist can explain that to him. I don't know. He's pretty deep. That boy's balls deep. Lost in the sauce <laughs> deep. Ain't no helping him. But that's why we love him, I guess. I, mm. <laughs> just know so much shit I don't know how you know so much shit about Cause he, That shit Cause he's lived it You realize he was working at, Ga- at GameStop When Playstation 2 came out He saw that bitch release I feel like he got a time machine And went into the future And found out all the shit that Nintendo Have done is gonna do And came back to the present And now he just got all that shit he, it's up here. He's, he like um What's that dude from A Beautiful Mind? The one who's crazy. 
uh, Russell Crowe played him. Um, fuck it, I don't know. He liked Bobby Fischer. Put it that way. Yeah. He liked Bobby Fischer with Nintendo. I, that's, I don't argue with him anymore. I just let him talk. I think it makes him feel better to let him talk, <laughs> which as a therapist, you know everything about. <laughs> but fuck, enough about Nintendo. That's your segment, nigga. Don't say I ain't gave you shit. Um, Fortnite. Now. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, he's laughing because I hate these games, period. H- how was your experience with Fortnite? I will have to get used to Fortnite if I'm going to play it, but I don't like it. I, it's, it's goofy as fuck. As a contrast to PUBG, which I love. I don't know how. I can't fuck with Fortnite. Okay. It's too cartoony. Well... But the building shit, like, oh yeah. If you connect enough bricks, you can immediately just build a brick wall in front of yourself. It just appears out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so when people start hearing shots, they start building immediately. Yeah, someone built a damn pyramid, like a full size pyramid. <coughs> I can't deal with that shit. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but Fortnite has apparently doubled PUBG in streams, watches, and downloads. That's because it's free. That's fine. It's still... Well, you can't separate... I'm not saying that's because it's free. One, it caters to a specific demographic of people. It number is. one. Fortnite is more action-oriented, even though it's still a survival game. True. Versus the level of survival game PUBG is. You can go through PUBG the whole time without firing your gun. True. You know? Well, eventually to the end. Yeah, but until the end. But, like, you can get shot in the back of the head when you're in a room and never have shot your gun the whole time because you're trying to be silent, you're trying to get around, you're trying to scope out your enemies. With Fortnite, it, it, it's made for that, that interaction. It's made for you to, to be seen, to see, to build in the context of the survival game. dance and shit. Like, you can do the Carlton. I mean, it's, it's an appealing game, but we can't it's separate not, the fact. It's not fact. appealing. Don't say that. It's not. It's not appealing to you. It's not appealing to me. It gotta be appealing to kids, bruh. I know. It the gotta kids be, I work with can't stop talking about it. It got to be appealing to kids who, who in their early life been playing Minecraft, but now playing Fortnite. Yeah. You got a shooter mixed with a build, builder? Yeah. Bruh. That's that's all they play. 2K, Madden, FIFA have been left alone. It's Minecraft and fucking Fortnite. And we have 50 systems in a room. It's all Fortnite. But that's why I don't think... Uh, that is an appropriate measure when you measuring Fortnite versus PUBG because you're talking about a game that is free, which them kids wouldn't have access to if it cost the same thirty dollars as PUBG, right. and it's more of a complete game than PUBG, <laughs> PUBG because PUBG was just ported from the PC and got all kind of problems they fixing. Still get lag when I and I no not lag build I get put in the middle of a rubber banding yeah that shit rubber banding when it don't load when in it don't load in because your system then. <laughs> You get stuck in walls. You're stuck in the air. You're stuck wearing uh, an invisible backpack with nothing in it. But you got you picked up like eight other things. They fixed a lot of that. The way that they fixed that is at the very beginning of the game, they put 100 people on one island. What they've done now is they split 20 people randomly across the map so that it's not overloaded with all those people in that same location. So the game loads in a little bit faster because of that, but it's still going to depend on the amount of power that your system got. I don't care. <laughs> um, Fortnite is also introducing um, a mobile game, which is coming to the iOS and the Android store in like two months. Which that means my bus driving is going to be full of "Oh my God, play Fortnite with me" while on the damn van, and I'm gonna have to hear that shit for like thirty minutes. Oh God, because I pick up six schools, and that's thirty minutes of driving. Fuck. Oh, and they also have cross-platforming, which is good because. Not many games have that. Uh, Rocket League has it. 
which Rocket League is still around some kind of way. Okay. You're a bus driver? I'm a bus driver. I'm a mentor. I'm a cook. I'm a coach. You mean like not a bus for the Y, but a school bus driver, school system No, not driver. a school bus driver. Oh. My organization has its own vans. Okay. No, I, can't, I ain't got no CDL license. I was about to say, I, it was just about to uncover a lot more shit about you I didn't know, uh, so I was trying to... Nah. I could. Know. I think I'm... Nah, I don't know the brakes like that. <laughs> it's all about the brakes. If you figure that shit out, you do it. And they get paid a lot more, but another time before another time. So, fuck. Yeah, fuck Fortnite. Um, how you feel about Call of Duty? I'm okay with Call of Duty. Black Ops 4 was announced for October 12th this year. Do you plan on getting it, though? The only reason, so I opted out of Infinite Warfare because it was shit. It was. I did and not get World War Two just off the off the fact that World War Two is actually good. World War Two is good. I like it because it's no, it's no more. Is I think you probably like me. You don't like the jumping and boosting and all that shit. Yeah, that shit can go to hell. Yeah, it's none of that. So I know World War Two don't got that, but just off the sheer, it just seems to have been for some time. <clears throat> My bad. The same shit repackaged over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a different mask. Yeah, on the same mechanics. Yeah, I need a different You're experience. Getting fucked by the same dude. He's just wearing accessories. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I need this. I need a different experience. And I and World War Two itself wasn't enough for me to do that. Black Ops, based on my history Black with Black Ops, Ops series, that's enough for me to give it a shot. True. You might like World War Two. I don't know. It's it went. Further, but backwards at the same time. Because it's still the same shit, but there's a lot more detail in it, I guess. Like, the maps are still about the same. The guns are different. Now, that's something different. Now, I don't know if it matters to you. I always play Call of Duty for storylines, which is weird. People don't ever play shooting games for storylines. But they have really good storylines. Especially Black Ops. Bruh. Uh, which, was it Black Ops 2? No Russian. That was... Oh, you mean <laughs> when you shoot her? That, that, that's that mission is embedded. That's, that's Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare is embedded in my head. Like, yeah. one of the most intense missions I've ever played on the game was no wrestling in Call of Duty. So, the stories do make a difference to me, yeah. you know. And that's fucked up because they made, well, you don't, you actually don't have to fire a single bullet when you I didn't know that, but I was mowing them down, bro. Oh I was killing women, God. children, kids. Let them try to, let them turn their back to me. Oh, my God. Got them. <laughs> Oh my god. Don't worry, sir. I'll get him. <laughs> Damn, you're supposed to be a spy. I was on the cover. You ain't supposed to kill people. Look, clearly for the sake of the game and America, not being able to pull the trigger is good. But if you was actually a Russian an American and a Russian spy and the people next to you see you not pull the trigger the whole time. You get your ass beat after that. Well, the smart thing to do is to let everybody walk forward, pretend like you're tying your shoe. Kill them four, and you just save the fucking world, and we don't have another game. That would have been the smart thing to do. If, no. you, if we talk about it in reality. Well, it depends on if the people that you were walking with was the main people they were trying to capture. I don't think so. Then we'll just... No, Makarov was there too. Makarov was there. He was behind you. But you and you and the other dude were in the front, then another two dudes was behind you. Makarov was in the back middle of the elevator calling all the shots. Cause we spread out in them in that four way, and we just open the fuck up, <laughs> wide open, killing people. But if you turn around and you shoot them, then they immediately start killing you, and he can't die. Cause I saw <laughs> some I saw some shit where they put like a camera in there. He does not die, no matter what. It don't care what you hit him with, he will not die. So you pretty much have to do the mission. 
But in reality, we're going to agree that, yes, let's kill these <laughs> motherfuckers in the elevator. But I think, now that I think about it, I think he had secrets to uh, that little device that the general at the end was trying to oh, get. Yeah. That's probably why. Mm. Cause as soon as as soon as you ain't shot no bullets at the end, they're gonna be like, "Why did you not shoot any bullets?" Mm, uh, gun jam, my, <laughs> you gun know, they paranoid. Well, yeah, cause they're gonna take the gun right from you after you say it's jam and be like, bop, 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 and say, sh- "No, they're gonna shoot you with it." Oh, bam! Right in the liver. It does not look jam to me, friend. <laughs> and then your ass bleeding out three hundred miles from home. <laughs> you can't call nobody. Exactly. So you expendable. Yes, you are expendable. So maybe maybe I would have you know shot at people that they already put down. <laughs> or at least, at least sweeping the legs. Some yeah, shit. you ain't supposed to aim for the head. Damn, out here getting headshots on poor citizens. Look, man, I'm a good undercover. I want to let you know I play the role. If you in front of me and I'm undercover, you're you dead. Gonna, you finna die. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me never ever ever be with you undercover it's for the greater good it is for the greater good but I don't want to die for the greater good I want to live shit oh on the topic of appetizers you brought you brought that one to me so you explain that one super seducer it's a game I don't even know the studio you saw the studio it's, uh, Red Dahlia Red Dahlia yeah. so it's basically a pickup artist game it's like a a heavy rain for picking up women. Heavy rain was ass. I liked heavy rain. I didn't. You didn't like it at all? No. You need your, you your fu- game need to be more involved, huh? I mean, I don't mind the involvement. Is when you fucked up, it was so unrealistic. Like when he was chasing through the market, he was just tripping over. Is you know, you seen them ass seen on TV ads where people try to sell you like Tupperware or some shit, yeah. and all the lids come out. He's like, oh my, oh gosh, yeah, yeah. What am I gonna do? That's what the heavy rain was to me. <laughs> I got you. But storyline, fine. Execution, terrible. So when I say, when I say, basically choice based, like the Telltale games, okay. except it's more, it's too involved. So <laughs> this is basically a game where you're a dude okay. being coached by another dude at the best decisions that you can make about picking up a woman. Oh. You know? Oh. So a lot of criticism of it from the UK is. <laughs> This ain't doing nothing but teaching dudes how to how to be assholes. Yeah, how to inappropriately how to be a interact with women. Uh, yeah, I can kind of see why. <laughs> the whole goal of the game is just to get the draws. Exactly. Oh my god! It's Trying to get the draws. Whoa! It's a market for a game like that, though. It is douchebags and assholes and rapists, <laughs> <laughs> mostly rapists. But <laughs> oh god. Well, I mean, I think it's a healthy way to pick up women, but I don't think it's it a to healthy be a video way. To game. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be in this damn game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's not an option to say, "Will you marry me?" At the end, you know, oh my God, you're the most amazing woman, and you've literally opened the door to my soul. Would yeah. you do me the honor of being my partner for the rest of life? I bet that's not a damn option. <laughs> nor is it. Uh, nor is I respect women, and I would never objectify you. So, bet. you know, this is a good start to a possible long term relationship. Would you like to meet my mother tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. I, bet, I bet that ain't no damn button combination. I'm sure it's not. If it is, it's probably long as fuck. <laughs> so what do you think about it being, that kind of game being a market for that? Like, this ain't the first, it's a lot of games oh, that's sexual. like that. Sexually But there's game. never been one specifically, to put it in real nigga terms, uh, hood nigga terms, let's fuck this bitch. How you gonna fuck this bitch? <laughs> What way are you going to get about to fuck this bitch? And I don't mean bitch in disrespect terms, but women at this point. Because that's what 
niggas I know talk like. Yeah. So, how you gonna get this bitch? Are you gonna wind down her? Are you going to Bill Cosby the shit out of her? Oh lord. Ex- exactly, but that's what this game is teaching. This is why video games have a bad name. Because niggas like this get way too creative. This will happen when you get smart ass people who get in the fields and yeah. they got bad intentions about shit. Yeah. Like, never heard of this. If this studio made a, a good ass game and then there was an offshoot where they made this shit, but this is what they got into this shit to do. Maybe you need, you know, better choices and better hobbies. Pick up whittling or something. Like, how bad is your, how bad was your interaction with women that you had to make a whole ass game of yourself instructing how to, dudes on how to pick up women? Well, I do know one dude's interaction with women was so bad, she is forever a whore in his animation, South Park. Because Eric's mom was the name of a real girl that fucked his life over and now she is forever a hoe. Damn. So. It's some salty motherfuckers out here. I know. Which turns out, don't fuck with people. You never know who's going to put you in the game where you getting. <laughs> a TV series. Or a TV series where you getting fucked by six German men and a midget. Damn. With poop. I ain't trying to hear it. <laughs> Apparently, PlayStation's not going to sell it. Damn. Yeah, PlayStation <laughs> like, hey, we ain't want no parts of that shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> They about to get on this Me Too. Yeah, not no, not up. Sony is not going on no, no damn Me Too. No hell. Not for no game. Damn. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. So super seducer. Super seducer. Super seducer. And why is what happened to regular seducer? <laughs> like, why does this make? Why is it super why immediately? Super? <laughs> I mean, this. I mean, it look well. It's all live action, so it looked like. It's saying the action, the acting is horrible. It looked like it. It's saying uh, the one of the reviews I read of the game basically said it's not like a telltale game in the sense that you get to make your decision, live with it, and move forward. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, the way when you make a decision, one the dude be telling you what decision to make before you make it, then give you options. Then when you make the wrong decisions, he basically come up and tell you how you fucked up. So it's kind of like if you was trying to you know talk to a woman. It'll be one homeboy on this side telling you what to do, and this home uh, homeboy on the other side telling you what to do wrong. So it just end up being like a bunch of assholes talking to you while you playing the game. Right. This is like a weird dating uh, sim game, but it sounds like it turns out bad. So what's the end result? You just you get her to say yes, or is he gonna go all the way through? I don't even know. To you know, you probably go to YouTube and see see the end results. I, I definitely wouldn't do that. I, hell no. What do you think an appropriate Protect- dating simulator would look like? This ain't it. But what do you think <laughs> an appropriate one would look like? But how can you put dating into a simulator? Because we all we okay, we all have I'm a real proponent of duality, which means you got that bad and you got that good. There's plenty of situations where you're like, I wanna keep being good, but if this motherfucker say one more bad thing to me, it's over with. Well, if the game industry can make a fable where your decisions take you to good or bad, or if it can make a... Uh, but you can go real, real bad. Like, to the point where you cannot put this on media bad. So, there would have to be... So, you saying that it'll be hard to create a game like that because they would have to exclude so much of how it can really go. Yeah. And even with the good, again, you're not going mar- to marry this girl. Because it seems like the objective is just to sleep with them. 
You, you ain't looking for marriage. You ain't looking for long. You ain't even looking for a second date. So what if it was a Sims like game that ex- took out all the life shit and just put in interaction with men for women and interaction for women with men? You think that'll be something that could be pulled off that's and a, be appropriate? That's a lot. Shit, the Sims is a lot. It I'm is. just talking about extracting a component of the Sims and expanding upon it a little bit. So if the Sims can be created. Why can't all the dynamics of how men and women interact be introduced into it, some kind of simulator? It probably could, but I mean, like, think about it. Think about how many interactions you have on a day's basis, and how many thoughts go through your mind, and what you feel in that day. What if you woke up and you ain't eat that morning, and you just got a fucked up disposition, and a really cute girl come up to you, and you just ain't feeling, you ain't feeling nobody today. You're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> you got, you got to factor in shit like that. I'm just saying, it might be a lot. To do, but if I mean, given enough time, yeah. I just wonder how much, how, if that'll take the place of, you know, dudes going to date. Yeah, <laughs> like I, the dudes who are already struggling with it. Like I know niggas you know, who go to anime conventions and buy body pillows, and that be it. That's all they need. That's not good. It's, I know it's unhealthy. Yeah, it's bad. You know, you should probably. Pull yourself out to some conventions to sit, you know, on the side of the hentai booth like this is not real. That you can lose some money for that one. Man, they gonna be there sitting there talking to me with they damn goddamn Ohime or whatever her damn name is. Hey, how dare you say these things about her while I'm here? I mean, We're here. I mean, but if you can't acknowledge her, you can't acknowledge me. So that's the same thing with the damn <laughs> sex robots and shit. Yeah. People going to start thinking of them. They real. It's going to get too deep. But hey, man. This sex robots going to be shocking folks, man. <laughs> Can't be mixing electronics and liquids. <laughs> you is asking to oh die. <laughs> soon as you soon as you go ahead and finish, it's going to kill you. I'm just saying, imagine your family coming in and finding you burnt up in your damn Ball dick area. With a robot. <laughs> with a robot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta have your suicide note already ready. Bury me without shame. You gonna walk in and be like, I told y'all about this damn boy <laughs> ten years ago. So I'm sick of this dick in a vacuum machine. So. <laughs> oh man, that's weird. <laughs> you do not mix electronics with liquids. That's that's been the tale of time. You can't put no electronics next to your bathtub. Why are you putting it next Why to your bathtub? Why are you trying to fuck them? <laughs> exactly. That's bad news. I heard they were trying to make them waterproof, though. So, like, for shower, play, stuff like that. Man, they got silicone versions of, of sex toys where you just fill them up with water. Uh-oh. And they jiggle like that. Uh-oh. I'm just saying. that's They got that. Uh, I mean, if you're desperate <laughs> enough, sure. I, I'm just saying, if you're going to opt. To use something fake to have sex with, it should not be something you it should can not plug be up. to your life. Exactly, it should not be something with a grip that might not be able to loosen up. Yo. I'm telling you. Oh no! I did. It should not be something. If you, if you, you should ask yourself. If I walked in on my homeboys, would I think less of him? Yes. Don't absolutely. use that. Don't use that. If you say yes, don't use that. Absolutely. It's like <laughs> you shouldn't be at the sex doll stop like. Damn, two thousand dollars. Is that really too much? I guess I can refinance my car. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but I feel bad if my homeboy bought it. I don't care. I'm gonna get it anyway. And then you go get your credit card. That's that's not where you need to be in life. 
Just just jack off like normal people. And then when you get in a relationship, what do you do with it? Like, <laughs> that ain't the kind of shit you can leave in the closet. Because if somebody find that shit by accident, your relationship over, bro. Over. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no let's talk about this. Ain't no let's be reasonable. That shit's done. It's over. Dead. And, and it's your fault. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you're trying to hit some water skins. Uh, <laughs> get all up in them tight robot walls. Ugh. It's weird. I feel like now I know what she feels like. This is weird. That's just nasty. You trying to bust up in some robot robot guts? Uh, they ain't even guts. It ain't even guts. It's circuitry. Okay. Mm. I wonder. I wonder if they changed their sex talk too. Girl, got- I'm gonna get up in them circuits tonight. <laughs> you gonna need playing USB because I ain't pulling out. Uh. Wait. A this nigga said playing USB. That's what you gonna need. Oh my I'm god! About to jack in. Oh my god! Um, that was a uh, super seducer. Not gonna get it. Uh, Red Dolly Interactive should probably be ashamed of himself, but we'll see how it sells. If it's even <laughs> gonna be sold, apparently. Oh fuck! What's next? <laughs> I want to see. Go ahead, segue into that one <laughs> if you can. Okay, so <laughs> do it. I'm going to bring up Bill Cosby. All right? All right. Just briefly, because I saw an article that had Bill Cosby in it. Um, It fits. But... With the seducing shit. It does fit with the seducing shit. If they let you put... uh, (laughs) Roofies? Roofies and shit and the drinks on the game. Press Y Y to roofier. (laughs) It probably won't say nothing like that. It said press Y for specials. You know they can't put he that. Do some off the wall magician trick where he's like, whoop. Exactly. But the reason I brought Bill Cosby up is because it it really made me wonder how in the world is it okay to love something that a content creator creates if the content creator is evil as fuck? You know. Yeah. So when it comes to video games, I've always had that dynamic in my head. You know. So transitioning over to video games and culture and we'll, we can talk about that later, the Bill Cosby thing later, but okay. transitioning into a, co- a dialogue about cultural appropriation, it's a lot of video games with black people true, Asian people, true, people of a bunch of different cultures, but as you and I both know, the voice that come out of their damn face is not a black voice. Not a black person. So, as it, as it pertains to cultural appropriation in games, is it okay to take the skin color, the hair texture, the component of another individual's culture and put a white voice behind it. Is it enough for us as a culture or Asians as a culture or any culture as a culture to be okay with just the aesthetic representation of their group even though the voice and even the involvement of the culture ain't considered or is that enough? Is seeing it enough or do do we need to, to be represented? Me? I don't give a damn. I just want to play a good game. I can't speak for the culture, but I know where they lean. It is, yes, we need to be damn represented. So, in the great story of Leroy Ketchum, when that shit is being told by kids and they about to make a movie for that shit, do it matter that your likeness is captured? By a black-skinned black man? However, right? however you define likeness in this sense. Okay. my I, Okay, I define likeness as in how I look sound and act because I don't know any other definition do I care about being played by a white man 
No, not really. People have been calling me white all my life. Do I care if I sound like a white man? No, again. <laughs> I, I wasn't black till I was 20. Um, how I act is probably more important because I don't want some asshole playing me. But see, what I hate is that for when your movie come out and the kids that's like three and four years old, One of when they turn 17 and they watch your movie, your existence mm, to them anymore. is white. Yeah. So what value was important to you has been lost now. True. You know. I see your point. And not only that, but it continues to be lost as you go further and further and further into the future. True. And now you fat white man. I'm basically white dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and so, and I think that when it when it comes to cultural appropriation and groups that intimately try to hold on to what belongs to their culture, it's so the meaning don't get lost. For example, dream catchers. It's from Native American culture. True. We see motherfuckers with dream catchers in the hanging in their car, tattoos. True. To them, it's just cool. Do you really know what it means? Nope. You know, tribal tattoos in uh, Samoan and Polynesian culture. Mm-hmm. That's how they knew who their great, great, great ancestors was. When they had a certain symbol around their arm, mm-hmm. they knew who was their family. The shit's just, now it's just popular now. White dudes and t-shirts and work out a lot. You know, and so it's not about saying you can't have this shit, white people. You can't do this shit if you ain't us. Right. It's about can you help carry on the tradition of what that thing means to us? True. You know, True. if you do that, fine. But see what cultural appropriation defines is it used to belong to y'all, but, but now, now it, it, it maybe it, it don't be belong used, to it us. It can be used by us, yeah, and everybody. Exactly, and maybe it don't. We don't believe it belonged to us, but you're not representing it for what it originally was, and now the meaning is lost. True. You know? Like dreadlocks. Exactly. Dreadlocks. Dreadlocks. Another one. W- well, ear gauges. Ear ga- yeah. Like, ear-, ear gauges is probably the best example because everybody does it, not just white people. I actually haven't seen a black dude with ear gauges yet. I see I've white seen people. a black woman with ear gauges. I've never seen a black person with ear gauges. I've, always, I've seen one of my good buddies I used to work with was uh, Spanish. Uh, I know a bunch of white, I know countless white people. I know a couple of Asians who do it. Never seen a black dude do it. Huh. I wonder if you know that's from that's his that he don't mm, damn, that's tripping. I don't like irrigations. I barely, I kinda like earrings. That's that shit is I don't even fuck with earrings. I mean I ain't with got no holes in my bodies, I ain't got no piercings, I ain't got which is the same as holes in your bodies, but I meant to say tattoos. Tattoos. Like I just I plan on getting tattoos. But it ain't gonna be on, on I'm some too hairy, man. <laughs> like mean, what I look like. I mean, clearly, I can get the area shaved that gets tattooed. But what about the shit around it? Like, it's, it's gonna be, be just this blank ass clear area, and then everything. Like, I feel like I have the LL Cool J my whole body in order to get a tattoo somewhere. Shave it and cover it in oil. Just have it smooth, oh, like I was a baby. About to say, that, I, every time they got his shirt off, he looked glistening. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I'm gonna get a tattoo, I can't have it sitting outside of just a hairy ass patch. Okay. Which it will do. I plan on getting tattoos, but, you know, I like, this is a recent shave. Oh, damn. <laughs> like, this, I'm you too better, hairy for that. You better get, like, the lower part of your arm or something. <laughs> I don't want a visible tattoo. Oh, like, it'll just have to be personal meaning tattoo. It'll have to be uh, something I know I got, my lady know I got, my kids know I got, but don't nobody else know. Right. Damn. So, I really don't give a fuck that's, about getting a tattoo. That's weird. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. I love you. Now, back to our show. All right, we're back. Sorry for that. Um, weird uh, intro noise will go there. I'm not editing that out. Um, back from technical difficulties. 
Now, you were going on about tattoos. So, this brings us to cultural appropriation and what's what's been going on on black Twitter and on the internet lately. Twitter is not a good news source. but okay. Twitter is savage. It's savage as hell. It's all kinds of you, split. You don't ever want to be on the back side or the wrong side of black Twitter. Yeah, be on the good side of black Twitter. Be yeah. celebrated by black Twitter. Don't Get hate. on the black girl magic side of black Twitter. Yeah, don't hate. Don't be hated by black Twitter. Not on the cancel Chris side. Because he got canceled. Where your career is in jeopardy at this point. Exactly, and, and it can happen. Yeah. So, what they've been talking about lately is, is Bruno Mars a cultural appropriator? Right? Right. So, but I, okay. We got to talk about. Let's define cultural appropriation. We done talked about it a little bit, right? In context, uh, do you have a, de- a running definition of cultural appropriation? Uh, I mean, it's very rudimentary, but another culture taking something from another culture and using it for profit, uh, entertainment. Uh, what's the word? Trying to act cool. I don't know what the actual word is, but that's my definition. Okay. So I think that's a level of it. Like I think that's the next level of it. Yeah. The level we're talking about is we're not even at. So the first level from my perspective is just taking something and passing it off as your own. Whether you try to make money off of it or anything, right. that's level one. Just taking something and saying this is mine. Right. When it's not. Okay. The next level is, yes, using that thing to, to market and make money from it. Okay. Knowing that it's not yours, but passing it off as your own. Or even if you're not passing it off as your own. Not correcting people that oh, is okay. making it seem like That's it's yours. It so, so when you talk about like the Kardashians with their braids, cornrows, <laughs> and it's like hot new style brought to you what? by the, the the Kardashians and Jenners. Here's you know? my thing about that. Who cares? It's just braids. But see, I mean, okay. Now the way she went about it is kind of goofy because she was like, "Oh my God, I have cornrows. Everyone look at me." But I mean, see, this is the thing. You got to understand the functionality of what cornrows were for for people who originally had them. I'm not talking about French braids. People are like a lot of cultures have had French braids, but when you talk about straight under braid and braid straight to your hair, it was to preserve the style of the hair. And for black women, that's what it is in the military. For history, that's what it been. Not only that, you can't wear your hair naturally and stuff like that. Exactly. Not only that, but in our society. So when I was going to school at Auburn, who are you? What happened was I was trying to get a security job. He told me, <laughs> me and my cousin, we were trying to get Where? a security job. They had like a, I don't know, it was like a security place that they sent people to different places. It wasn't just oh, okay. like a Waffle House needed security, they'll send you there okay. or on okay. nights. So they so sent. like a security company. Yes. Okay. He said that y'all both got the job. But I can't hire you until you cut your hair. Okay. It's not a secret that braids, dreadlocks, big afros have been styles that have been scrutinized and frowned upon in the corporate America. Intimidated. Exactly. Right. So another part of braids specifically is when you're a part of a culture that can put something in for a fashion statement, but take it out easily and still be included in society. Ah, That's the problem. So when we talk about our hairstyles, dreads, braids, they shit that for us, that's all we got with our hair. And they told us we couldn't get a job. But they do the shit for a fashion statement, make their shit back regular Monday, and they good now. So to, to popularize something that we have had so much issue with having be accepted, and for 
them to say we accept it when y'all do it, but we mm-hmm. still barely accept it when when, when we, we do, do it. it. Right. Then okay. now I get you. That's the problem. With something as trivial as braids, or with the ear gauges, or with mm-hmm. the uh, tribal tattoos, you know. True. So, but like those are clear cut definitions. See, now we get into Bruno Mars. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now explain explain this situation. Again, because I still don't understand. It. So, video circling around. I watched the whole video. It's a YouTube channel called The Grapevine. I didn't watch the whole video. They pretty much put ten people on each side of a debate, and they all just give their input on it. And right. it was a, it was a, from liberal to conservative views of, of of cultural appropriation in Bruno Mars. But the clip that's circulating on the internet is a real angry woman mm-hmm. who don't like Bruno Mars. She said in an interview, "I'd be the first one to tell you I can't stand Bruno Mars." Damn. And the way that she identified him as a cultural appropriator is that. Nothing is original. Okay. He is not black at okay. all from her perspective. True. Uh, he's taking dance moves. He's taking okay. songs. Oh he doesn't make any original content. He takes other stuff, remakes it. He takes other genres, remakes it. Yeah. And he is popular off of that. And not only that, but he won uh, Grammys. Grammys for this album when it's a lot of black people who could be in that spot. But because of how he did it. Exactly. Well, not necessarily. Well, not how he did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because of what exists in our society. Right. And so she's saying that he's a cultural appropriator because just like everybody else, he plays up. Well, not just like everybody else, but he plays up his racial ambiguity. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he makes it seem like he's brown enough to be black. But he's not but, black. But he's not black. But also light enough to be valuable to white people. Right. You know. So he's that perfect. That He's a nice, non-threatening caramel color. Yes. So I don't like my coffee black, but I don't want <laughs> milk. So I like nice, nice brown. Yeah. Okay. So that's weird, but I mean that is the world we live in. Hell, look at me. Um, so given the, so I'm gonna ask you and I kick in some information. Given how we've defined cultural appropriation and what we know about Bruno Mars, where do you think he fits in this conversation? No, because <laughs> for the longest I thought it was black, but. Music is one of those things to me that is universal. Music, it probably started off one way and then a bunch of different people got it, changed it. That's how we got every genre we got now. Every, and in music, everybody has taken something from somebody. Because rap samples, shit from opera to rock to country to anything. Country, you don't see too much of it in you know country or hard rock, but everybody steals something from some form. So it's not really appropriation to me. And I don't even like the word steal. I, when See? I think of stealing, I think of Elvis now. Okay, you know, yeah. because Elvis stole that shit. It, it, it took 30 years for us to come out and realize that he was the yeah. black man was the root of, of what started this rock and taught roll. Taught that man parade. how to dance, taught him how to sing, taught him how to play the guitar. Exactly. So, yeah. That's what I think of when I think of stealing. You know, of stealing. Yeah. You know. But if you borrow, well, how do you borrow music? Though? I think enhance is the word I would use. Build okay. upon. Okay, build upon. Like That's the better. last genre before you, you make it better. Exactly. You. It was. The, it's the foundation. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you build on that foundation a little bit, and you can step up to that next foundation. Yeah. At the end of the day, so it's the like, very root of where music began, which for us, I guess, is the Negro spirituals out in the slave fields. True. Is still at the very bottom of that foundation that those, continues to be built. Plenty of those have been sampled in hip hop. Exactly. And this stage of hip-hop is not like the last stage of hip-hop. It's definitely not like the last stage of hip-hop. Because if we go from where hip-hop started to where we are now, it's been built upon. 
And it's been twisted and construed in its own different way, but it's still music at the end of the day, whether we like it or not. So now Bruno Mars' heritage is, is his mom is Filipino. His mom is Filipino. His dad is half Puerto Rican and half Jewish. Half Ashkenazi Jewish. Half Ashkenazi Jewish from the Ukraine and Hungary. Okay, and he was, but he was originally from Brooklyn. Originally from Brooklyn. Yes. So we got a. So now let's just. There is a population of Puerto Rico that mm-hmm. is Afro Latino. True. You know every every Latin country at some point had some brush in with colonialism. Right. Um, had some brush in with slave ships right. stopping off at these different places. That's right. how you got Afro Latino. Exactly. So let's just assume that he don't have none of that in him. Let's just assume that he's Puerto Rican that don't have a component of black. So he's more Spanish. Yes. More Spanish than he is uh, Asian. Yeah, so let's let's just assume that there's no black in him. Right. You know, for the sake of this. When you consider, and this is why I I veer away from the cultural appropriation side. When you consider that he grew up uh, in a state that was the foundation of hip hop and the kind of music that he plays to, what do you expect? Not much. Exactly. Like, I mean, other than the fact that he grew up in Hawaii, which I don't know what the fuck the culture is like Hawaii. But when he moved to Los Angeles, I think that's where he moved into. Or I don't know. He might have went back to New York. But either way, he grew up around some black kids. That much is evident. He grew up around some black people that was probably close to his family some kind of way. So I, I, it really don't matter <laughs> to me. It don't matter to me. I like that nigga music. But on this topic of um, Afro-Latino... Is it okay when other races other than white call use the N-word? So, like, Asians. Um, I don't think Asians ever use nah, okay. it in um, a context, a positive context. They use it like white people use it. Like, they use it okay. like racist they white use people like use race, it. Okay. So, what about, you know, other shades of brown? So, like, from us to Indian, to not Indians, Indians from... Country of India to Spanish people to I don't know Papua New Guinea people. Fuck, I don't know. You know, from my perspective, I've heard both sides. Now you are not us, so you can't use it. But we all the same shade of brown. I think that I don't believe I can tell anybody what to do exactly. if I train them to do it. Okay, well that's how I feel. I if, don't really care <laughs> if if black culture stops saying it. I don't think anybody else will stop saying it. No, you know what I'm saying. Probably won't ever stop saying. Well, that. a lot of a lot of white, alt white. So on <laughs> on, gov, on a conversation kind artist podcast, right? I say white people a lot, but I don't oh, no, want that. No, it was to, episode that I wrote. Do what? That was episode I wrote. That, yeah, that's right. That's right. The alt white people. You, not you white. Like, so I use white people a lot. I don't want that to mean every white person. Right. So I'm trying to train my dialogue to, to call alt white like racist yeah. white people and white people that don't get it all white. Yeah. You know, so if you white and you listen, I don't want this to isolate you. Right. I'm. I mean, we're very friendly to our white listeners. Yeah, not our all <laughs> white listeners. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. I think that I think that we first off, I think we reappropriated the word. Yeah. I think that we took something that caused us pain. Because if you take the power out that word, you take the influence, brother. Exactly. I mean, we used to get being called Gatorade. Being called nigga used to be. Come with a complimentary lynching or truck dragging. 
<laughs> Complimentary like breakfast. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, oh, here's your waffles. Free. <laughs> Free with the word nigger is being tied up to the back of my truck and dragged down the street. Shit. <laughs> that's probably a commercial somewhere. <laughs> like, that. that's what used to come with it. But see, it don't mean that now. Now, we got white people that's mad because they can't say it and we saying it. But there's it also don't... white people who call other white people niggas. See, I, we starting to get into a cultural dynamic now. Oh, we yeah. starting to get into an age shift. Oh, yeah. We starting to get into where it's so popularized amongst black people that it looks like camaraderie. So, white people start using it as a form of camaraderie, mm-hmm. but not realizing that the generations that existed with the pain of that word yeah, still exist. Yeah. You know? And then hip-hop is so affluent now. Hip-hop is like the number one music genre in the world. Yeah. So, everyone used nigga at some point. White, black, <coughs> Latin American, European, Asian, somewhere. So to me, but but to answer your question, as far as Latin countries, you know, we get confused. We, we kind of conflate Latin countries like Afro-Latina, that dialogue that came up because of, um, what is the woman's name? Amara La Negra. Who? Uh, Amara La Negra. She is. She looked all black as you can get, but she's Afro Latina, and a lot of people have been confused about what that is. Damn. And so she do look black. Yeah. What that basically is is when they left Africa to come to America, the slave ship stopped mm-hmm. at a lot of Latin places <laughs> right. and dropped off slaves. So that was a situation. So it, as mixing in the culture, a lot of a black culture integrated into a lot of Latin countries. So. It's a lot of people that's Latin, that look Latin to us, that we don't know what level of brown they have in them. True. So, one, I don't really care if anybody used the, use the, the N-word because ever because I'm training y'all to use it if I use it. True. You know? Um, but I do tell the, the... Use with caution. <laughs> I tell the white people that use it as a form of camaraderie. To be careful with it. Oh, yeah. Because there is a range of how people... It comes with a complimentary ass whooping. Exactly. <laughs> At it, this it, point. It can come with these hands. Yeah. You Not can... mine. I ain't going to hit you. Nah. I accept it. You can say what you want to say around me. You True. grown. And yeah. I pick my battles wisely. And oh, somebody yeah. saying a nigga ain't, well, ain't a battle I'm taking To be on. honest, many white people ain't going to say it around you. You you look terrified. <laughs> you yeah, look they, terrified they the most white. It's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Black Man. I'd never say that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> But uh, back to this Bruno Mars situation. Um, but for me, Bruno Mars does not. He to me, he's not a cultural appropriator. But since this video came out, I've been thinking. I think cultural appropriation. I don't think it's either you're a cultural appropriator or not. I think that you can have moments of appropriating culture, and I think you can correct it. True. I think you can correct it. I think that if you if you braid your hair up and wasn't aware that it might offend a culture. And you find out that it would, you can correct that. True. You know? But does that stop you from doing it ever again? What if you really like your hair cornrowed up? Because it's, you know... Let's not, okay, let's not use cornrows. What's, what else is something that's cultural? Uh, your gauges or... Yeah. Do you want to use any of those? Your gauges are... Uh, uh, tribal tattoos or Tribal tattoos catchers. is common. Dream catchers is, is more for money. Okay, let's do tribal tattoos. Because I, I remember when I first started seeing... You know the little tribal shit that pe- that like wrestlers would have like on their neck and on their back. They'd have the whole shebang done. At what point is it become not? Well, okay, 
I'm gonna say it like this. I don't care. I think I was put on this earth to do what I wanted to do. That's why we got free will. So do it, but be mindful that you do do it. But if you have a tattoo, it's not like, oh, damn, I'm offending somebody. I got to go get this shit removed and pay like $1,000 for laser removal and possibly damage my skin. Yeah. So this is my perspective on that. This is where you introduce (laughs) cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation. All right. To me, cultural appropriation is plagiarizing the work of another group. Cultural appreciating is, to me, citing your sources. Okay. So, So, how do you culturally appreciate tribal tattoos? To me, if you know that it came from these cultures, and you know what it means, if you tell somebody about your tattoos or show them, you can say these tattoos are traditionally found in, you know, Polynesian culture. So, explain your reasoning. Yeah, just having a knowledge base about where the origin of that came from. Because, remember, what we talked about earlier is, if my idea is... The problem with cultural appropriation is that thing losing its meaning. Right. If you can Only keep through. the strand of that meaning connected to everybody that uses it, okay. it maintains its meaning for that group that, that got so, it. So, we're not going to the dude who gets the tattoo. We're getting the dude who does the tattoo to explain when he's doing it. You know, hey, this is normally found in people in, you know, the Eastern Islands or something like that. Yeah. And they mean this like that. I don't think so. I think that it's... I think or you, you don't have to take that responsibility when you get the you, you got to take the responsibility yourself okay. as an individual. Now, a lot of people don't know to do that. And that's... and that's Some people don't know they're completely appropriate. But that's the problem. It's diluted now. True. That's how it's got so diluted. Because they see all them wrestlers with them tribal tattoos. And they got it now because of their favorite wrestler. Not because they understand the whole culture uses this, this, this technique for, yeah. for their family connections and ties. And their tribes. Because there's a lot of tattoo places that's going back to like the little needle thing where you got to poke needle 10,000 times. Yeah. That shit looks painful. I mean, they're getting back. They, they're they, going traditional. Yeah. Rather than but but not But not their tradition. Not, yeah. <laughs> you know you what know, I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I think it's... But when it comes to Bruno Mars, it's music, which is by itself, like you said, has been built upon over years. What? That's like saying... That's black music. I, I don't know. If that's that's like saying you can't sing like that. We sing like that. Nobody else can sing like that. Then you hold them back an art form. I guess when you talking you like that, when you're talking about that new jack swing, which is what yeah. and funk. Oh yeah, that's what black people used to live in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Like that's what they created used to funk. Yeah, so he's talking like George Clinton, and all of them, yeah, Bootsy Collins, and all of them. Yeah, Charlie, uh, still Charlie Wilson, Gap Band, like all yeah, of them. Yeah, Daz and Roger. Yeah, Zap and Roger, not Daz. Yeah, like yeah. when you when you get that, you do have somebody that that is going to to take that and gonna use that. The problem is with me, I think it got to be a level of malice to it. I think that it has to be stealing. I think you have to know you stealing and doing it on purpose. Right. If what Bruno Mars is doing is if his life was founded around a genre that he loved mm-hmm. that happened to be something that was created by black people and he said I love this so much I want to make it better I want to enhance upon it I want to build my music on the foundation of this if that's what he's doing then that ain't cultural appropriation if he's sitting back in a, in a, a, a room at a round table with him Adele and Sam Smith <laughs> saying Listen, we gonna win all these Grammys. We know it's black people better than us, but you know what? We white, you racially ambiguous, and we gonna get this. I don't think that's the case. 
Okay. Not on the individual scale. I think that those award shows in our society do try to put people that are not brown on a on a higher oh, pedestal. pedestal. Okay. You know, but that's the wrong. We having the wrong argument if we try to blame that shit on one person. This reminds me. Have you ever seen Malibu's Most Wanted? I have. Is that cultural appropriation? That's not cultural appropriation. But he was white, and both his parents were white. But he happened to listen to it was like a Biggie song, and he just became infatuated with the culture. At a young age, and he ended up <laughs> emulating that all like a jackass. But that's <laughs> but that goes to the point that you were saying because people call call Miley Cyrus a cultural appropriator. How they call her a cultural appropriator because what she did, what she participated in the culture, got through with Working? it, threw it away. No, no, no. Just, just generally participate in the coach. I mean, she in songs with Juicy J. Oh, she got grills. She did wear so, Michael Jordan dress. That's gay. Uh, most. So the problem in that is that when she got done with it, she threw it away. Yeah, she said, back I was to done with that. That lifestyle was rough. I don't, I don't do that. You know, <laughs> she used that shit, gained a lot of notoriety, starting with twerking or whatever her version of twerking is. Can't she don't got enough. Got no she ain't got enough booty meat to officially she call got, her what she, she was doing twerking. <laughs> she got chicken cutlets back there. <laughs> What's what's the what's shaking bone? <laughs> Twerking and shaking meat. That's she, what witch doctors do when they put a spell on you. She roasting. Shaking this table flat, sturdy, <laughs> nothing back there. But yeah. But that's what they say she did. But if you say that what she did was cultural appropriation, you gotta call the mockery and coonery that happens <laughs> black culture. Like I don't want sagging pants. Ass cheeks twerking, gold grills. I don't want that to be what people consider black culture. That is a very specific subgenre of black culture. Stereotypes exist. Yeah, exactly. Let it be a stereotype and not be the actual thing. Yeah, like what? What is black culture? Mm, what's white culture? America. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> what is America stealing? <laughs> but what do we have? Like, what do we have to say? This is black culture. This is us. We got black skin. We don't have anything in America that represents that our world. heroes. We don't have anything that's rooted in the foundation of what America's made on. We talked about earlier banks, schools, universities. I mean, I mean HBCUs, but have, those are tainted. We have some inventors. Some inventors. But there's only like 10 that, 10 that really made an impact. Like, I can't even think. Well, Madam C.J. Walker with the hair stuff. That's ours. Um, but imagine how imagine how amazing those black people had to be oh yeah, in order to be, to be recognized. Imagine how many black folks had ideas that were just straight stolen. Oh yeah. The George Washington Carvers, the who else? The Booker T. Washingtons. Benjamin Banneker. Benjamin Bannekers, yeah, the Frederick watch. Douglasses, the people uh, that created things either physical or intellectual. Or just thought about some shit and couldn't get it out there. Exactly. There was I no mean, invent help back then. You was black. You weren't supposed to know it anyway. Yeah, it was hard to be free. <laughs> Frederick Douglass was free, but imagine but, how many other people who were smarter than Frederick Douglass that weren't free. Right. Who ideas were taken by people that, you know, had the power over them. Damn. You know? Good point. So This is what we like in Trump's America. I just like to know what black culture is and what we're going to call black culture because black culture right now is blanket over things that we don't we want do. other people to do. Yeah, or things that we do exceptionally well in better than other people. So basketball players, football players, rappers, uh, 
uh, drug dealers, um, dancing, dancers, singers, entertainers, you know, like Bruno Mars. But damn. So I mean, to me, I, I'm I'm alright with Bruno Mars. I'm cool with him. I ain't got that album's fire. I don't care what nobody. Twenty four karat magic from the beginning to the end. Exactly. Felt good to listen you can to. listen to that shit all the way through and backwards. It's still it's a good ass album because it just hell to me for us it's like the one thing that young people and old people can listen to together. Because like when I go to my barbecues. You got to put on a certain playlist because it's a bunch of old folks. Mm-hmm. But when all the old folks leave, you can put the young people playlist on. When you put Bruno Mars on, everybody dance. Yeah, young and old. So, to me, I don't care. I, I, and I mean, from my perspective, you got to create, you got to paint a harsh example in order to kind of look at the dynamic. If, yeah. if if the whitest person you ever seen come out tomorrow and make a funk album. That win a Grammy the next year. It's a problem. It's a problem. Because that's what Azalea Banks did. It's a problem. Azalea Banks came out and modeled her whole set of fame off of Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. And Nicki Minaj, she won. She was nominated for seven different Grammys. Nicki Minaj never had. So it kind of paints the dynamic of what alt-white America look at and how how they measure with these awards and stuff. Right. But... But it, it, it shouldn't be that way, and it shouldn't be put on the individual. You shouldn't say the Bruno is Bruno Mars a cultural appropriator because of that. Right. Bruno Mars a cultural appropriator when he culturally appropriates. When he starts saying, "Look, this I've made this funk shit yeah, popping like again." If his next album is you know Latin music or some. I don't know what Jewish music sound like, but if he may, if he come out with anything other than what he's been doing, then it looks bad on him. And he continue to give props to to, exactly. to the people that came before him. Hell yeah, he do you it. In every, he do it in every show he ever yeah. did. Hell, in one music video, he kicked back to um, in living color. Yeah, shit was dope. The best, my favorite video that he made. I yeah. mean, Uptown Funk was good, but I like the in living color just because it is nostalgic. Card to be helped. I don't know why I like her. She's she's cool. I don't even listen to rap like that, and I like Cardi B for some reason. See? I don't even know why. <laughs> I listen to rap. I, like I went Cardi to the gas station. That gas station I went to. Yeah, they was playing just Cardi B versus playlist. Damn, just her verses. She ain't got but ten. Oh no, she got about thirteen songs. I, mean, I don't know. I was just like they just kept going from all her verses and cutting out the rest of the song. I'm like, what? What are they doing this for? <laughs> the dude in there barely speak English. <laughs> He yeah, got Cardi course, B playing out here. I love Cardi B. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love her. Yes, she is good. American music. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> All right. Let's let's get to this this really, really big topic. Well, I was going to ask you one more question. Oh, go ahead. I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but we didn't talk about it. Uh, it was with the Bill Cosby comment that I made. Right. Can you value content over from somebody... That did something horrible. We do it every day because we live in this country. Think about that. But on on a personal level, when you can choose not to participate in that oh. thing, we can't choose not to participate in America. <laughs> Some people, I do. mean, we can. We can. But I ain't going nowhere. I'm here, <laughs> so I'm gonna participate. But when it comes to content that somebody created that you could choose not to participate in. And somebody you know did something horrible. Can you? So, do you think we can separate ourselves from that? Depends on how well you are as a person, how much you love yourself. 
So, like, if you're telling me right now, Kira Toriyama, the creator of Dragon Ball Z, was found out to be, like, eating women and raping children for, like, the past 20 years, would I still watch Dragon Ball Z? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm asking. It's a hard question to answer, man. It is, but goddamn. <laughs> I was watching the Cosby show the other day, and I was like, I don't know if I should. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's because Bill, for like many, plenty, too many years, was America's dad. More, more than um, Archie Bunker from the past, you know, ages. But he was like the good family. The Hustlers didn't do nothing wrong. I think. Well, I've had problems with Bill Cosby for the longest because I'm good with Heathcliff Huxtable. But all Bill Cosby do is come out there and say, all these black poor children with the poor mothers coming around with the pants hanging down, sagging off the butt cheeks. <laughs> I don't want to see your underwears. He been saying that shit to the black community forever. Bill Cosby can kiss my ass. <laughs> Damn. I he can go blind and die from these lawsuits that he got going on, okay? <laughs> Damn, that's hateful. That's hateful. He been he been talking about the people he should have been talking to his whole career. Oh, shit, so is Oprah. No, because no. like, Bill Cosby, even... Bill Cosby will go do a ceremony oh, at an you, HBCU. You mean like that? Okay. Yeah, and be talking to people who made it about people who ain't making it who might benefit from a Bill Cosby coming to motivate them. When it's go, he's talking shit to you. Exactly. Go to the hood, Bill Cosby. Go talk to the people with their pants sagging. Quit selling Jello pudding pops. <laughs> you know, so, so I've already, I've always had a problem with Bill Cosby. But like you said, if if the creator of of Metal Gear Solid, one of my favorites, or Devil oh, May Cry, oh shit, like was What's eating it? women and raping children their whole career, it'd be tough. It'd be tough as hell. Be tough as fuck. I, I, I'm a, I'm an ass rock man. <laughs> what would happen if uh, the dude created Mario? Now, see, we used to have this joke called the water rapist kids. Well, the president of Nintendo, when he died, he was like, oh, broken up. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. He used to fuck kids anyway. <laughs> and always <laughs> fucked with him. <laughs> so, like, if that was true, would he still play Nintendo? Probably, yeah. I, he's not here, but I'm going to go. But, I mean, him. I'm not saying that you should one way or another. I mean, it's stuff that I value on a certain level right. that I would stop fooling with like with. that. Oh, yeah. It, it depends on the level. Yeah. But, like... Your favorite shit, what you've been in for however long, oof, it's tough. I don't know, man. Dragon Ball's even had me on my seat for like 25 years. I mean, you're right, man. I, it's hard, but, it's but I just posed the question, man. Think about that. Whatever your favorite, whatever is, entertainment, shows, anime, if the creator uh, video games. Fucked up. Can you still fuck with it? Oof. Oof, damn, that's, that's that's hard. That's a gut wrenching one right there. God damn. I'll call you and let you know if that ever happened with me. <laughs> you mean if Konami found out that we was or we found out Konami was like eating children and cutting men up and yeah, eating like, people? Uh, hey man, people got their demons, you know. So, I'd be like, everybody wasn't doing it. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Maybe this was Konami West. Oh, Konami East was, wasn't really fucking with that. Fucking with him. Yeah. You know, damn. <laughs> I don't know, man. I probably still watch Dragon Ball Z until like the last episode, and then when that season went off, I'm like, All right, I can't do this shit no more. <laughs> He's a terrible person. But damn, that's that's really dark. God, 
This is oh, this is this ain't even the same podcast no more. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about this big shit. All right, all right. Um, in recent news, uh, of course, there was a shooting in Florida at a school. Twelve people died. Seventeen. Seventeen. God damn. And recently hit home for us, uh, Huffman High School, a little, a young one lady was uh, killed accidentally. So, uh, the. <laughs> Or whatever the fuck. <laughs> the toddler in chief. The toddler in chief, because he's a baby, uh, went and apparently spoke to video game execs about guns. One, let's dispel that rumor anyway. It, it was not to, uh, it wasn't to have a conversation about violence and how it's portrayed in the media. It was done, one, underhandedly to. Hold on, I'm pulling the article up. Yes, I know. I don't do my homework. Excuse me. This is the same podcast y'all been listening to for over a year. So I can't find it. <clears throat> so the shooting that happened happened Which in one? a high school in Birmingham around here. Oh, you talking about okay? Yeah, we all know about the Parkland shooting. Yeah, uh, the one here, a, a guy killed a, another girl accidentally. He pulled his gun pulled out, trying gun to out. show it off, and with he the hand on the tr- the yeah. finger on the trigger, shot her by accident, and then in the chest. In the chest, and then when he was putting the gun back, he shot himself in the leg. In the leg, idiot. Yeah, just for real. That's the, that's the uh, reality that we live in. I think to be classified a mass shooting, five shots got to be taken. Five lives got to be killed. I don't know. I don't know. I've been oh, hearing both of those dialogues. Not mass killing. Yeah. For a mass. Yeah. For it to be considered a mass shooting, it had to be more than five shots. Okay. So. It was only two shots. Yeah, but it's still tra- it's still a tragedy either way. Mass or not, it's a school shooting. Yeah, because that's what the media is gonna spin it as. Because like uh, on the on the list of school shootings in 2018, it's got like 23. Yeah, and it's only been like maybe three. But just because there's a gun and there's a bullet that fired within the vicinity of a school in a school in a school zone, it still counts as a school shooting. Yeah. Let's get that out of the way there. It's still a damn tragedy. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Now I find it. Uh, Who? It may also... Oh, well, no. Let me start from the beginning. Yesterday, uh, President Trump and game industry executives and anti-game violence crusaders met and was nothing more than a theater. Trump couldn't possibly have expected anything to come out of it except the appearance that he and Congress are doing something about ongoing epidemic of school shootings. While doing nothing at all. It may have been out of fear of Trump overreaching again. Had the president had been calling out for government censorship of constitutionality, protected speech, a short time after he called for skipping due process and taking people's guns, we'd have seen him advocating trampling the First and Fifth Amendments in consecutive meetings. Ooh, shit. It may have also been the White House. It may have... Damn, I can't talk. It may also have been because the White House knows how weak the alleged connection between violent video games and real-world violence really is, and that there's no realistic possibility of regulating them. And if it was going to make this look remotely convincing, it couldn't give the game industry's advocates a megaphone and have them pointing that out in front of the whole country and news media. They're counting on people not knowing that this argument has already been settled. So, Trump wasn't going to do shit anyway. Sounds like. Um, What do you think? Uh... Okay, let's go. Let's go back to Columbine, where like the first, I guess, reported mass killing, 
and they the original claim was they had found the guy's computer and he had a bunch of doom levels where he had created you know shit that would mirror his school and his environment that he could shoot up like that and let's go now where we have games like Grand Theft Auto where freedom is whatever you can go kill a lady and a stroller if you fucking wanted to with a jet and all types of shit like that do you really think one with the level of absurdity and sophistication in these games along with the level of people that we got and by level I mean stupidity and intelligence level do you think this is really a problem we need to worry about no not video games see that's what the fuck I said I've always argued that because just because people play violent video games there's like less than 2% that do take these games way too seriously and that want to be what they see on TV or in media, let's put it that way. Um, How many mass shootings have you said it has been this year? It's, I think it's up to, by the news reports, like 23. 23 mass shootings. If How many people do you suppose play violent video games a day? I, w- I would give or take about 50%. I'm saying, oh, if you ask me, it's in the, it's high in the millions. Oh, of yeah. How many like people actually shit. play? Like, Absolutely. so 23 shootings. Just in this year alone. Over the course of almost 90 days in this year. Right. That The causality ain't there. Right. The number is statistically insignificant. Because when, when there is a link to something, there is a high yes. level of cause of right. it happening versus how many people are participating in that. True. And if you got millions of people doing that every day, if it was causality, you'd be having mass shootings all across the country six or seven a day. True. So to me, that don't make a difference. To me, nor does entertainment, nor the movies. John Wayne movies been out for the longest. <laughs> Ain't... Nobody's just going out killing engines. Exactly, <laughs> and not only that, but, but even before before Columbine '98, all a lot of movies in the the Die Hard series from the '80s and '90s. Like it's a lot of violent series all through that. And school shootings is just a new new thing. Right. I think our society's changes in stance on gun laws is the problem. I think that the NRA is so vigilant at taking as many restrictions away from guns as possible that a lot of kids are coming to want to be a part of that. How can you tell somebody that you need a gun to be safe, but you also tell them that they can't have it till they 18 and expect them not to be trying to get it because you only told them that it's exclusive it's for safety. Safe, yeah. So what you telling me is if I'm under 18, I don't get to be the same level of safe as an adult or I got to depend on an adult to make me safe. So I think kids have started to seek out guns because of that. And now, alt-white America get to have this perception of safety because they live in the great neighborhoods and they don't have the issues that happen in a neighborhood where you got a lot of black kids at. So you got black kids who, opposed to their white counterparts, have this perception of safety where I need my Second Amendment with me because, you know, I want to be safe. I want to be making home. Exactly. But you got people over here who are actually... In danger. It's and not just a perception. They keep all the bad things out anyway. Exactly. You're not even allowed in that neighborhood. Exactly. Because it's a gate. And a security and, guard. And you'll get your ass Trayvon martin out here. <laughs> <laughs> you will. and shot. <laughs> exactly. For having the hood on. Okay. You know, so to me, I think the Second Amendment extremists, vigilance, 
Oh, no. 18 years old should be able to get an AR-15 if they want to. But why AR-15? Why do you need an AR-15? See, that's the debate. Aren't most of the most of the laws structured around handguns anyway? Well, at this point, it's structured around semi-automatic weapons. Okay. Which, an AR-15 is still a semi-automatic weapon, just yeah, like a handgun can, is a semi-automatic weapon. But you can weapon. change the fire rate on an AR-15, can't you? I'm not sure. That's the question okay. that we have to find out. I, I know it has a, a rate. I mean, with all these weapons, you can always make the rate higher. Yeah. Even with pistols, though. You can do that with pistols. Yeah. You can make the fire rate happen. But the argument is, so to me, on a scale of handgun, semi-automatic weapon to AR-15, semi-automatic weapon, you're not going to tell me from this range all the way over to here, the fire rate is the same. Or the ease with which you shoot is the same. Or the ease with which you reload is the same. Some of these weapons are more ideal if you try to take down multiple people. Right. See, I just, I'm, I'm on Slate.com, and this is simple legal add-on lets AR-15 fire 900 rounds a minute. Bump stocks? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure bump stocks ain't the only two, but bump stocks definitely I'm sure. do that. Fuck. <laughs> so you have a weapon, even if it is a semi-automatic weapon, and even if it did fire at the same rate as the pistol, it's it has a lot more tools to and kill. add-ons that right. will allow you to make it that way. shoot faster versus versus a pistol. All right. You know? But back to the violent media, again, uh, see, when I did my college papers in this, it was like... Again, less than 2% who think the same way that, you know, niggas like Charles Manson did or shit like that. But how you feel about Far Cry 5 and its recent coming out of shit that seems to mirror <laughs> America at this point? I mean, I think, to me personally, I think media, video games, books, comedians, movies, is just a way of, of, of somebody telling their story of America the way they want to tell it. And if it mirrors what our society looked like, if our society didn't look like this, it'll just be a, an imaginary world that we get to live in. It's fucking unfortunate that there a company have the ammo and the, the environment to be able to create a game that looked like that. And people come out against wanting to have a game that looked like the society we live in. Change the fucking society. And either make them games uh, uh, imagination land of a world we don't live in, or... Or change change the society. The culture that we live in. Yeah. So it won't have anything to reflect. <laughs> exactly. So they won't have those things to create that shit after. They molded it after this. Okay. I don't blame them. Yeah. I mean, there's, nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I'm a big proponent of violent video games. I've been playing violent video games since before I was supposed to. I played Halo 1 as a third grader. When it first came out. Didn't bother me. I ain't shot nobody. Uh, so I'm a therapist. I uh, Leroy and I mentioned that in the in the in the podcast, but I'm a therapist, so I do work with kids who ain't got no business playing no damn games because they can't handle it. Some kids can't handle that shit. Like one kid go to school and be like, um, I had one kid that went to school and would violently describe people dying because he saw that happening in, in the games that he was playing. Uh, he was like, he be shaking and blood be gushing out of his body. They had mean? to take him grade he was in he was in second grade oh my god yeah but it was because on sundays he would go to his uncle house and his, his cousins would play games with him in the room he could handle it so there are a level of kids that can't handle it but more kids can't handle it than not well yeah but that that's a whole other thing that's how parental you know allowances yeah 
You, if you're a shitty parent, and my parents weren't shitty, I was just a badass kid. I snuck and did that shit regardless. Uh, that's the level of parental involvement that we need when it comes to video games. So when I, when me and Rockman used to work in GameStop, it was plenty of times we had to turn kids away from Grand Theft Auto V when it came out because their parents would ask, what's in this game? Um, sex? Drugs, violence, strip clubs, the whole nine of shit you're not supposed to let him see. And some parents be like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Go ahead and get it, Billy. Or, yeah, you're not getting that game today. Yeah. It was more satisfying to see the latter. But, uh, what was I about to say? Uh, damn, I had another question, but I can't fucking remember it. It had something to do with, uh... oh, would you, uh, let's say you had a kid. Let's say you have three kids. Mm-hmm. One, an older, an 18-year-old. You have a 14-year-old daughter, and you have a 7-year-old son. Would you allow your 18-year-old to buy himself a gun since he's on his way? Okay, let's not say 18. Let's say he's 20. Almost. Okay, fuck. Let's give him, let's give him 20. In college, um, goes to school far away. Not far away. Other side of the country. Your 14-year-old goes to public school. And it's not a bad school, but, you know, it's every other public school in America. And your seven-year-old goes to um, the equivalent of, I guess, a daycare or elementary school. Mm -hmm. Do you allow your 20-year-old to get a gun since he's far away and he needs his own safety? And do you let your younger children play these games that they may see you play? With a 20-year-old, we I feel like at that point we've traversed... Being able to use the term allow. Like, okay, yeah. He's going to do what he want to do anyway. Well, I will have raised my child to make his own decisions. Even if he know I don't fool with guns, but he somehow come to love guns, you know, fuck, I'll ask him. I ask him about some guns when I talk to him, you know, so he can educate me a little bit about that. But I mean, yeah, he'll be, I'll be fine with him having that. Okay. Um, it depends on the kids. I'm a strong proponent of of uh, raising your kids like the kids you have. And what I mean by that is a lot of parents raise their kids by the standards of the child they wish they had, not the ones that they have. You know, you have some parents that... My mama raised me like her mama raised her. <laughs> well, what I mean by that is you want your kid to make all A's, but what you know that they're capable of is C's and B's and C's. Right. You, you're treating your kid like the one you want instead of the one you have. The one you have that got B's and C's may be able to accomplish A at some point if you don't already treat them like that person. So for me, what that looks like in the term of video games and the ones I play, I will know whether my 14 and 7 year old will be able to handle watching the kind of games that I play. If I know they can't, I'll have some alternative level of entertainment that they can have in their room while I'm playing games. You know, if they can handle it, they can play it. I'm going to be able to verbalize to my kids. Look, kid, this is reality. This, this is not reality. This is fake. This is how the world looks. My kids going to know from a young age what America look like, what violence look like, True. what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what laws and rules look like, what the boundaries that you got to live look like. They gonna, I feel like they should be able to look at games and be like, that's, that shit fake. True. You know? So I know, I know daddy play them games, but after that, he get off the game, he cook, he don't go grab an AR-15, and go try to bust up some schools. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I hope the fuck not. <laughs> Y'all ready, kids? Let's go. 
Okay, daddy, I'll do whatever you say. Which teacher you said it was? The oh. English teacher. Oh, shit. <laughs> she ain't gonna speak oh. English after the day. <laughs> she gonna speak. <laughs> Your children scared the shit out of me already, and I made them up. Uh, okay, so this is a, this is for me. Fuck it, because I have I don't have kids. I work in a childcare organization, so I basically have kids. People ask me why I have kids. I'm like, yeah, I got 185 of them. For my kids that are uh, majority black. Uh, from six all the way to eighteen is the highest we take them. What advice can you give somebody like me who lives in their reality where all they listen to is violent video game? Well, they listen to violent music or they play violent video games. Violence is their culture. That's what's cool. Cause I ain't. I've met maybe six or seven that be like, I like drawing. Others, I want to be a rapper. I want to be, you know. I'm trying to drink. I'm trying to do all this other kind of... Not the little kids, but the teenagers I work with. But the young kids have no positive role models. Like, I asked the kid, name me two black billionaires, and he named seven rappers who haven't made over $10,000 yet. So, what advice do you have for people like me who work around youth to get them to see better? Not black, just children in general. So you working with a lot? I'm working with kids who love the shit out of Fortnite, and oddly enough, Minecraft. But still, listen to Gucci Mane and Lil Pump. Who, again, how? <laughs> you got to play the long game. It ain't nothing you can say today or tomorrow that's gonna help that child. You know, understand all the shit that they going through and they talking about. Right. You know. A lot of them kids are dealing with their own pain and they and oh, their environment. Yeah. Like a lot of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, know. I only get them four hours a day. Five. <laughs> so my perspective is to you got an inception, uh, a, a positive message into the kids and a realistic message. So what I do is I say there's room for Gucci Mane. There's room for violence. There's um, you know violent games. There's room for even carrying guns. But under the context of a way that won't get you fucked up out here in life. Right. You know, like if you want to carry a gun, wait till you get to an age where you can legally carry one. Because if you get a gun charge while you're a minor, go with you your whole life. You know, stuck. play violent video games, but know the boundaries and what issues that being violent in reality can cause you. If you're violent at school, it can get you kicked out. If it's violent at home, you can get kicked out of your house. If you're violent in the street, you get put in jail. That's the best case scenario. You get your ass molly whopped or shot out here in some of these communities going to jail, save your ass in some instances. Then you got to deal with niggas who like to play with booty holes. Exactly. That ain't good. (laughs) It is. It's safer than getting shot. I give you that. It's safer than getting shot, but if the choice is between getting your booty stretched and getting shot, you need to just do good. (laughs) There's another option. What the fuck? There's another option. The other option is do. Don't do those things. Stay in school. <laughs> do good. Do, be real good at math. <laughs> shit, dude. Oh, man. If I had to get shot, I'd get, yeah, I'd get shot every day. I wouldn't even get shot. I just wouldn't do the shit at all. Like, I yeah, wouldn't be violent. That would be the first option. I just mind my business. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. The only time I ever get shot in my life is as an innocent bystander. And the only time I ever go to jail is if I get set the fuck up. <laughs> because I know how to behave. I know what decisions I'm supposed to make, and I know 
how to be a productive citizen and I know how to be valued. We got to teach them kids how to do that. It took me a long time to get to this point. <laughs> I'm still tripping. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Oh. Continue. I'm sorry. You, what you should do is you should carry you should carry a big picture like a poster board of a rollout stretched asshole and just take it and say, "Hey kids, I want to show you something." You can't and show. Just it. take the top of it. Just whoosh. you can't show that to like six year olds. Man, you can't even show it to nine. You split them up in groups. The teenagers, the teenagers. Yeah, you can send them back. When I was in the seventh grade, they had us looking at diseased dicks. I mean, to scare us. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't go to public school, so I don't know. Oh yeah. They put they brought us into the lunchroom of all places oh and had a the, the happiest a, a, place a, in school. I had a slideshow of what STDs look like. Ugh. What the fuck? Oh, man. I mean, ours was ours was a lot cleaner. <laughs> Cause instead, you mean, can get infections, and you know that was that was the basis of what I got. And now going into high school, I had to research this shit. Cause they <laughs> they was like, hey kids, this is what your dick will look like if you have sex. And we like, oh, oh my god! I'm never having sex. I got a dick. <laughs> you know? Oh no, I don't want that to happen. They didn't make it seem like in the isolated instance with a low percent chance that you have sex with a wrong person that have this STD, you can get this, and this is what it looked like. They made it seem like if you're fucking, if you're fucking, your is, dick is fucked up. Regardless, regardless, it don't matter. Don't put it in. Ugh. Cause I was see, I grew up Catholic, so that was probably the most shit they said to us. Catholic wasn't even expecting y'all to, to have we, sex till you got married. No, you have sex, just don't use a condom. That's what. That's worse. Yeah, that leads you to the pictures we was looking at. <laughs> I never said Catholicism made sense. Shit, <laughs> that's gross. Oh my god! This don't don't dispel your seed. The only place your seat belongs is in a lady. Is in a woman, not on the ground or not anywhere else. Oh, Jesus. Is birth control a loophole to that? Because you see, you still do going to the woman. Birth control's not allowed. Why not? In Catholic religions, they don't teach that. But Sex is for babies and bonding. But where's the scripture that... I don't know. Because the scripture only dictates where the semen go. And if it go into a woman that happened to be modified through some pillage... <laughs> Then where's the problem? I don't know. <laughs> You're asking the wrong fucking one. This is from someone who doesn't go to church anymore, and you know, stop reading the Bible. But I pray every day, and I try to be a good person. That's what. That's my only caveat that hope gets me to heaven, <laughs> or whatever perception of heaven it is. I, I mean, I know. just, I just hate to go to heaven. Cause in my picture, when you go to heaven, it's a waiting room where some of the disciples they, you know, they watching everybody, making sure you ain't getting no shit in the waiting room. Right. You're gonna wait to go have your conversation <laughs> with God, and he's. I just don't imagine God gonna be like, so you, um, you pulled out too many times, <laughs> you busted in too many condoms. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you you skidded on some. You ski- <laughs> That's that, 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 that's 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 time, and that's more than enough. You skidded on some faces. Oh, <laughs> you know you're just supposed to put that seed in a woman, you know right? To, <laughs> you ate too much ass as a young man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be in a woman. You got too many strikes against you. <laughs> to hell you go. <laughs> he pulled a lever and your ass dropped. <laughs> exactly. Ain't no slide. Your ass just fall. And then, but the other dude, the other dude, walk up to the same room and be like. You busted in her like 45 times before you were 18, but she had birth control. You did your part. 
Guess but, I gotta talk to her. There's so many problems and in religion in general. But yeah, that's that's another time. But look, <laughs> look, we didn't ran we didn't ran out of time. This shit is ridiculous. Oh yeah. Oh man. Uh, look, if y'all if y'all want to deal with some more uncomfortableness. Oh no, that's great. That's like everything I wanted Jen to experience. I mean, Red to experience. And more. And more than what I wanted to say, but damn. Oh, man. Uh, thank you again, Mr. On Point, for uh, no problem, man. coming and visiting. Uh, go and tell them one more time where they can find you. Look, uncomfortableness, social justice, ratchetness, ratchetness. come to Conversation Con Artist Podcast. It's, Found everywhere that you, you can find podcasts. It's like 50% social, 40%, <laughs> no, 30% uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's great. It's great, though. But you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. Oh, man. And as always, you can follow me at Leroy Ketchum, at Rockman Infinite. He's not here. He's not dead. Um, He will actually be taking over the show next week because uh, I'm getting married and I'm not going to be here. Um, So look forward to that. Um, Follow the show, NerdPlate, everywhere except Twitter, Plate underscore Nerd. Uh, thanks again for the conversation, con artists. Uh, you two, calamity red. You know you won't listen to this. <sighs> <laughs> thanks everyone, and uh, we will see you again next week. We out this bitch. Holla. Here it is, your moment is in. So you're saying I'm poor? Just because I'm not as well off as you doesn't mean you can hold yourself above me. What? No, I. Hey, everyone! This store discriminates against the poor. Thank you.